This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Oh, welcome to our Halloween special. It's the scariest show of the year that we'll ever do. Uh, I'm Nick Miles. Uh, This is your locally created, nationally celebrated auto show from the northwest to the southeast. The world's car show, we like to call it. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl, Jen. Now, I have to apologize before I ask you this question, Jen. Uh-oh. But what did you come as this Halloween? And it's scary, I get it. <laughs> but what did you come as? Nick Miles. Oh, well, you did Pretty a scary, scary huh? yeah, you did a really scary Nick Miles. <laughs> Handsomely scary, let's say. Uh, candy? What's Halloween mean to you? Candy? Oh, I love candy. Chocolate. Pumpkin, chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah I like to dress 20, up every 20 year. pounds of weight. What does it mean? What happens at Halloween? What What's your thing at Halloween? Trick-or-treating? Uh, no. Car- pumpkin carving? No. Children carving? Not anymore. Now that, you know, <laughs> now my sister and I get in the car and we go somewhere and, uh, like, last year we spent the night in a haunted castle. Yeah. That was pretty wild. And? You're okay? Yeah. Did you get the, attacked? Some pretty weird things happened. <laughs> Did they? Yes. And you and your sister hang out, pretty weird things happen any time of year. That's true. But Just saying. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's a bit crazy. Yeah. Well, it's our Halloween special show uh, this year due to COVID. And now we have all, <coughs> all of those sort of COVID things going on. Uh, events uh, probably more in the cars than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, scary car washes. Uh, you could argue that every car wash is scary. Uh, scary <laughs> car washes, drive-in movies, drive-through haunted house, and light shows. Uh, we have all of these area events going on. You could probably find a local one to go scare yourself without mm-hmm. getting out of your car. We want to know today how Rolls-Royce got their spookiest names in the industry. Uh, Jerry Spawn going to be joining us to talk about spooky names of Rolls-Royces. Uh, what car is possessed by a demon? We'll talk about the red-eye Hellcat, uh, which Anton Munez will tell us about. He's the Charger brand manager. Ashton. Ashton, is it? Yeah. Ashton. That's right. Our old friend Ashton. (laughs) Tell him how much of a friend he is. (laughs) Uh, Are are you planning to go on an RV trip? Uh, Mike Cadell is going to talk to us about some of the most haunted adventures for your RV trip. I'll just tell you, RVing period is haunted for me. Uh, Jeff Zerschmid will talk about a uh, sinister design or the sinister designs of the past. We'll look at some of the cars that are kind of spooky when you look at them. Roman Micah from the Fast Lane, car, truck, or uh, off-road. He has a lot of channels on YouTube. The number one truck channel on YouTube. He'll tell us, uh, you know, which ride is, the, in his best opinion, is going to work out for the uh, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it is 2020. We're waiting for that. When we, I have one of those <laughs> uh, Oculuses. You know that. Yes, I know. And every night, Jealous. my spouse and I play uh, Arizona uh, Sunshine. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, you play together. It's a 3D game with the headset on. Mm-hmm. And we kill zombies. It's the same. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's Halloween every night in my house. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, Halloween here today. Yeah. Ford, uh, Ford uh, uh, achieve um, Ford archive and historian manager Ted Ryan. 
Yeah, he shares some of the fun stories and Halloween events that Ford have done in the past, and they were a little spooky when I found out. And Perry Stern from MSN Autos and our auto expert will talk about a few of the wicked hair-raising horsepower cars. Mm-hmm. We always think of cars, lots of horsepowers. That's the that's the scariest part, you know, of Halloween. Well, too. yeah, and the cars you're going to talk about are pretty interesting. You'll know a couple of them. Um, I, I don't know if you'll know I the last know. one. Really? Yeah. Well, you know already. Of course. Why don't I have a list? Because I produce the show. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. It's a power play right here. Yeah, I know, the right? Beginning of, uh, <laughs> I have a really awesome <laughs> Halloween idea coming up, but I can't, I'm not going to tell anyone because I don't want to ruin it. It is Halloween. I, yes, but I'm not going to ruin it because I have to, I can't even tell you. <clears throat> I can't even tell you what it is because you, you just make sure you go to ourautoexpert.com. So next week, you guys will all find out what he was for Halloween. No, no, it's way, it's way cooler than that. Mm. It's way cooler than that. I have found a way to capture a ghost, but I'm gonna, you're gonna have to. <laughs> just saying. You're are have are to, you getting the, the ghost from Rolls Royce? No, not a car ghost, a wow. real ghost. Okay. I found a way to attract a ghost, and I think I can get it on camera. Okay. So that's gonna I'm be just saying. real or fake. So I'm just saying. Fake news. No, real. <laughs> it's real. Okay. I'm not going to. Would you you and my spouse like to do the haunted castle thing? Oh, we do. We love haunted stuff. Not that we Did we go to a graveyard we once? We did. We did. You guys went to some graveyard in the middle of nowhere and I sat in the car and it was like as boring as hell. You worked. You had the laptop and we put salt around your vehicle, remember? <sighs> it was so much fun. Teenagers. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> ghosts don't come anywhere near me because I'm too scary myself. No, that's because you're Nick Miles. Mm. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, I don't know when was the last time I got a, a Rolls Royce uh, ghost, uh, but I was looking at the list of names of Rolls Royces and the new ones, like the Cullinan, yeah. uh, it doesn't have a name that's associated, but in the past... It's a diamond. That's it. It was. It was. <coughs> here's the interesting thing about the Cullinan name for the Rolls Royce. It was the largest diamond in the world when they created their largest off the ground, their big SUV, the Cullinan, the big off roader. It was the largest diamond in the world. But ultimately, when the car came out, <laughs> between they naming it and saying they were going to unveil it, and the car actually being released, it ended up that the Cullinan was not the largest diamond in the world. But I guess that's because people are constantly trying to discover diamonds all the time. And then the Dawn, <coughs> which was the new one. I guess you could... Uh, Dawn's not really a ghosty name. No, but... Unless it, you know a Dawn who's scary. <laughs> they said it was actually the break of dawn. So according to Rolls-Royce website. So that's when they're like right before dawn, that darkness. Pre-dawn? Yeah. Why wasn't it called pre-dawn then? Because that sounds dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pre-dawn car. There is a, there's, I'm sure there's a, yeah. a scientific name for just before bre- dawn, well. before the sun peaks over. Hey, before I forget, mm-hmm. um, I went to do some photography in the desert in California. I know. This is so and exciting. I took, uh, I can't tell you what car I was there to drive because that's a secret embargo. Um, but when I, I was driving it, on December 17th, you'll find out what I was driving. But it's a car that just got announced, and they had six of us out in the desert driving it. But they laid on a really nice thing with Marmot, the car, the clothing company, mm-hmm. and they had um, their photographer come up from Texas, 
and he showed me how to set my camera to take pictures of the night sky so you could see all the stars. Oh, very cool. First of all, my mind was blown, officially blown. But second of all is as the moon had already set, we physically couldn't see the moon set below the horizon. It had already set. It was dark. I was taking pictures with a 20-second exposure, and those pictures were showing me the moon rays coming over the uh, the moon rays coming up over the the hill. You couldn't even physically see it, but because really? you had such a long exposure, it was really incredible. I was super excited. That's what you know. Car companies lay on these events where you can go out and uh, test drive the vehicle, but they always like to entertain us twenty four seven. I know. This was in Death Valley, by the way, where <laughs> you think Death Valley is really hot. Yeah, you want to be there Not at night. Not at night. It's cold. I <laughs> <laughs> had yeah, the heating on in my room at 74 because you'd open the door and you'd go, woo, here comes winter. Well, that was why Marmot were involved in then the clothing company because that's one of the, uh, the associations. You got the a really nice coat. I did. They gave I, me a new, nice beautiful. winter coat. So a uh, puffy coat. I feel like I could go to Chicago now and not be cold, um, mm, which yeah. is kind of cool. Don't you miss the Chicago Auto Show? Uh, and, and I have a feeling, although I don't think it's officially canceled, that there's no Chicago auto show this year. So, uh, isn't that sad? Uh, you know, it's supposed to be in the beginning of February. Uh, oh, I everybody's know. rearranging it. New York just got moved to August from April. So Ooh. there's no, no, there's no show until July, I think June, July. And everybody's moving their show times around, uh, which means that ultimately you have, sort of no show whatsoever uh, going on between now and then. Local shows are being realigned, and um, it's everybody's trying to do auto shows virtually. We've come up with some great ideas, but people are still buying cars. In fact, we talked to you know Tyson Hominy from um, um, J.D. Power and Associates, mm-hmm. and, and it looks like the whole country is up in car sales. Everybody wants a truck. But a truck, an SUV. But interestingly enough, sedans and small vehicles are... um, I did a review of the Chevy Bolt, which B-O-L-T, which is their small electric vehicle, does uh, 259 miles on a single charge. If you're into electric vehicles, it's a great uh, opportunity. Not Not exhilarating in its looks or drive, but it's a fun little vehicle. Well, that vehicle, interestingly enough, ended up... um, being discounted or is discounted $17,000 off the hood. A dealer contacted me and said, uh, we have we have brand new ones on the lot and we'll give you $17,000 off. So they're normally wow. like $37,000. they are giving $17,000 off. Now, it's only you, half price. Well, and then you get the credits, right? You get the credits and, and I have to make sure that doesn't include the credits. But even so, $20,000 for an electric car. <laughs> and if you buy good. used vehicles... You can often get money off them as well. So, but they do have a whole long list of Rolls Royces that do have ghost names: the Wraith, the mm-hmm. uh, the Phantom, mm-hmm. and uh, well, the Ghost and the Silver Ghost. The Silver Ghost is an old name. But they brought it. Oh no. yeah, and the Silver. No, they but, just brought it back for a no, little bit. They they did a special edition yeah. called the it's Silver beautiful. Ghost. But they have the Dawn. Uh, they have sorry. They have the Phantom, the Ghost, and, and the Wraith. And you've driven all of them, right? Yes. And, they, and the brand new Ghost I just drove as well. I have not driven a Phantom. Oh, I've driven a Phantom, but I've never had one as a press loan. Yeah, I know. That's why and I haven't And they were all named it. after the transmission. 
Well, originally. Yeah, because yeah. it was so quiet. Yeah. All right, stand by. It's the <laughs> Halloween special show. Uh, we're going to talk about Hellcat next. Yeah. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Truck Girl Jen. Uh, There are a slew of new vehicles being introduced digitally around the world, and one of those is right here. It's just... uh, just started they're just going to be filtering in really soon and i'm super excited because they're all over 700 horsepower to talk to us about uh, one of them is ashton munoz i'm i'm not sure i say your last name correctly ashton but uh, uh my pronunciation has always been completely horrible but i do know how to say dodge I do know how to say Hellcat. I do know how to say Red Eye. I do know how to say Charger. I have it all down. There's, what, Jen? You're making signs at me. This is Demon. Oh, Demon. Yeah, there's. I know how to do those. That's your. <laughs> that's your physical sign for Demon. She puts two horns on her head. I always see her. I see her Ashton with all, always with two horns on her head. So. <gasps> You know, uh, she's, she's, she's her and her son are part of the brotherhood, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. If you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, so you guys kind of hit it out of the park with these three new vehicles. I know I was texting, uh, you know, I think I mentioned this before. I was texting to and from with Tim during the launch, Tim Kaniskas, who's the president of, uh, of Dodge, uh, about these new vehicles and pretty excited. But I've always been, you know, a lot of people are Challenger fans and I've always actually been uh, a um, a lot of people are yeah, Challenger fans. I've always been a Charger fan, mm-hmm. and I've always been a Durango fan. But let's talk about the Charger. So the Charger gets some hot new updates for the next model year. What are you doing to it? How are you making it more delicious? I was going to say, what do you do with the world's most powerful and fastest you know, production sedan already? Right. Um, pro- probably the Dodge way to maybe throw even more power and tech at it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this one has basically the heart of the demon, um, the 797 horse, uh, 6.2 liter supercharged Hemi, 707 foot pounds of torque, gigantic 2.7 liter supercharger on it. I feel like it's bigger than most uh, Econo cars, uh, just the supercharger displacement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's actually unbelievable. Um, first of all, who would believe that you would be going above 707 horsepower, but now the standard gets 710, and now it's uh, this this the red-eye version getting 797 horsepower. Is that on normal gas? Yeah, it's just uh, on pump gas, no race fuel or anything. It's uh, 93 or uh, premium. And, um, yeah, so and like you mentioned, 797 for the red eye. And then for 24, uh, 2021, the Hellcat gets a 10%, uh, 10 horsepower boost. So all Charger Hellcats are 717 as well. 717? Oh, I thought it was 710. That's ridiculous. You know, um, how, you know how ridiculous this is? Do you know how ridiculous? <laughs> it's perfect. It's so ridiculous. It's so like, cool. I have, when I, I'm in Michigan quite regularly, I was there last week. I'm in Michigan quite regularly. When I was in uh, Michigan last week, uh, I went to dinner with uh, some of my friends, one of them which bought a, a 492. Uh, was it 392? 392. 392. Yeah. He, he bought a 392, and uh, he drives it. Every time we go to dinner, he drives it over. 
it's his baby. Um, and I told him about these new vehicles, and he's like, "What? What? <laughs> he's gonna have to get a new baby." Yeah, he's gonna have to get a new baby. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Um, yeah. will, it, go it, on. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, will, will this uh, will this be in dealers soon? Because to be honest with you. I have a friend, a bunch of friends who are Dodge dealers, and they're always asking me, uh, you know, can I help them talk to Tim and get this and get that and get the other? And I always uh, very nicely decline and say, you'll have to talk to your uh, your regional sales manager. I can't help you with that. But they'll want to know when they can get their hands on these, when they can pre-order them, or when they'll when those orders will arrive in dealerships. So how long do we have to wait? So uh, dealers will be able to place orders towards the end of this year. We'll come out with uh, pricing on that as well. And then you should see them start trickling into dealers um, early 2021. I don't know if I can wait. Is there any way you can speed that up? <laughs> well, it's funny. I see, I see comments all the time everywhere. People are saying like, oh, I, j- I just bought this Hellcat and Dodge came out with one that's higher. Like everyone's all... Uh, you know, waiting for the next best thing. We're so excited it's like about. Cell yeah, we're so excited about this. Uh, we should probably, before we run out of time, because we only have three minutes left, try and talk a little bit about the vehicle. So, uh, yeah. let's talk about top speed. Let's talk about zero to sixty quarter mile and the power times, and, yeah, all those things. Go, Ashley, so you're on. I'll, I'll, I'll run through the, the quick performance. We upped to zero to six. Uh, we, we're same on zero to sixty three point six. It is the fastest four-door muscle car, top speed of 203 miles an hour. Um, and then we are running a 10.6 at 129 in the quarter mile, which is it's just unheard of. Last time I talked to you guys about the Hellcat, we were saying how crazy it was for a sedan to run 10s. Right. Yeah. And that was 10.9. Now we're at 10.6, so we oh, cut a lot off. Um, oh. I, don't wanna get, I don't wanna forget about the power chiller, too. Yeah, um, cool. you know, I, I mentioned we threw more power and tech at it. The power chiller, if not, you know, it was popular when it came out on the Demon. It actually won a popular science award. Um, and, and for everybody that doesn't know what it is, I know you guys do, but it's, it's the, it basically diverts air conditioning refrigerant to a chiller unit. Then that chiller unit cools down the supercharger coolant a second time after passing through the, uh, the water radiator and basically gets your supercharger intercooling uh, as cool as it can possibly go with using the AC unit. It's so yeah. awesome. Because, you know, when you're racking it at, uh, whatever, 203 miles an hour or whatever, when you're getting that fast, uh, of course, you're going to need your supercharger <laughs> cooled yeah, down yeah. As, yeah. as well. Oh, w- yeah. When am I going to be able to drive one of these? Never. Just Shush. <laughs> quiet. <laughs> when can you? When, when can we see you guys? Uh, I'll I'll fly it there tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. You, you I know t- where one's at, so let me know when you get here. I'll make sure we get you the keys to it. All right, done. <laughs> I'm done. Sold. Uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be in Michigan soon. Uh, what are we sort of talking about? Price? Do we have any of that information yet? No, not just yet. We'll announce price obviously right around when the dealers can start ordering the cars and customers can place orders. So we'll announce that later towards the end of the year. There's that. There's the Durango. There's the new uh, Superstock uh, Challenger. It's it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's today, yeah. What okay, you, today, today is the day for muscle cars. You go ahead. What's up, Jeff? This is uh, full power. This is equivalent rate to 89 adults emptying their lungs in one second. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty so, pretty incredible. Uh, we ran out of time. We expected this to happen when we got into a subject that we wanted to talk about. Uh, stand by, more Our Auto Expert on the way. Woo, this is fast. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast.
This is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, uh, ask us car questions. Just direct messages at our auto expert and ourautoexpert.com, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Welcome to our Halloween special. We're trying to scare the pants off everybody uh, because you know how much fun it is to uh, frighten people at uh, Halloween. Um, and I, I will tell you that it, the whole, uh, if you get it wrong, the whole RV experience can be scary because you can do things like get covered in things that are nasty. But there are some campgrounds out there that are uh, also scary campgrounds and places that you can go um, RVing and having a good time. And I think that's uh, that's part of the idea of uh, frightening yourself with camping is not, you know, just the whole experience of camping, but it's the experience of uh, getting out there and uh, seeing something that's a bit unusual, whether that be going to a campsite where uh, weird things have happened in the history or weird things have happened in the past or uh, where you see strange things happening like uh, spirits moving around the campground. Uh, you could take an RV out to some of these campsites and uh, just get, you know, completely frightened. Uh, I know that people have gone camping, have found strange things happen like uh, people coming into or, or things moving around inside their trailer um, things, you know, people moving inside their campground or seeing strange figures walking on the ridges above them at night and that sort of thing. So who better to tell us about uh, the scariest camping experiences? And I'm not talking about the camping itself, but Mike Cadell from Our Auto Expert. Uh, he is an avid RVer. Um, have you ever experienced anything scary camping apart from getting the gray water all over you? <laughs> I I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So Jen sends me an email, and she says, hey, what are your thoughts on talking about, because I do all this RVing stuff, what are your thoughts about, like, haunted RV camping? And I replied to her in a whole bunch of interesting, like, one-word narratives. I was like, what are you talking about? I have so, never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> I, I know. Okay, so so when I had to read it, like, three times, and then I had to read it to my wife, I was like, is she asking me, like, about real scary, like, actual haunted campsites? Or is she talking about, like, the coolest places that you can take your family where they, like, build in haunted houses, like, into the camp camp zone? So I ended up, like, enjoying doing a little bit of research on this. And, you know, what's awesome is that here in Tennessee, we actually have, like, real haunted campgrounds. So, like, you remember that that movie, The Blair Witch Project? That, that kind of derived from a place here in Tennessee called Montgomery Bell State Park. And... People have, like, said while camping, they've heard howling howling at night, screaming at night, like, real crazy stuff. And that's, that's where, like, the Cumberland, like, the Presbyterian Church was, was built, like, in the 1800s, like, early 1800s. So there's, like, there's, like some real crazy stuff there. And I, I would love to camp I just imagine I would be one of those people screaming if I was RV. <laughs> well... Yeah, you, you, I, I, I scream at the fake ones. I, mean, I, I, like I love the Blair Witch I'll, movie. I, I will tell, so I'll tell you guys, these are the ones that are like the real, like real haunted ones. But uh, there's one in California where I used to live. It, it's out, it's, it's called Vale Lake uh, RV Park. And they have more than 600 campsites at this location. Like it's insanely huge. Um and they never book it out. They don't, they close down half the park almost all year round. But during Halloween, for one month, 
every single Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they have a big haunted Halloween-like party for kids and adults. So for the entire month of October, you're going in, you're dressing up. We have friends that literally book every Friday and Saturday, and they leave their motorhome there the entire month, and they just go in and hang out and have fun. Uh, And it's super cool. It's close to town, so it's like a fun, haunted Halloween RV experience. That's but so, so that's a manufactured, as a human manufactured one for so more entertainment. Yeah, and then, that's correct. Then yep, the, that's correct. But by the way, did you guys know that Bigfoot originated in Tennessee? Uh, wow, no, he had a long walk. Uh, you always think, he, you always think <laughs> yeah. he, he's the something in the Northwest. Sasquatch man. Yeah, Sasquatch. I, I, I was told that Bigfoot, there's Bigfoot and then there's Sasquatch, right? You guys get Sasquatch, we get Bigfoot? Yeah, something like there that. There you go. Something Interesting. Like that. So <laughs> what's new the car front? What are uh, we talking about? <laughs> Tell me about cars. We're, all we're doing is talking about scary stuff today. Uh-huh. So we've been talking about names of things like Rolls Royces. We've been talking about uh, Hellcat. We're going to get on to uh, best vehicles to avoid uh, in the, uh, zombie the zombie apocalypse with too. Oh, and sinister designs of the past. We're coming up with that with Jeff Zershmead. I, I I love it. I, I was just gonna say, you know what's scary, and it doesn't have anything scary in the name, but I've been just watching the videos like yours, Nick, of this new TRX. Yeah. And all I keep seeing are pictures of journalists jumping this thing like ten feet in the air, ten right. feet in the air, ten feet in the air, and I'm like. This thing is scary good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the TRX, and you can you know you can see the video of me jumping it. But the one thing that did scare me, the the fuel economy, <laughs> ten miles a gallon. Oh, I'm used to that. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's not great fuel economy. Even even out of a of a brand new truck that does ten miles a gallon, I wasn't expecting anything else. But that scared me a lot. It was just like, wow, ten miles a gallon. I could pretty pretty much go to downtown and back, and that would be there. You go, a gallon right there. So, so what is it, Nick? The the MPG, the MPG ten, less ten than and, ten. Ten and fourteen. So oh, you can't even hypermile that. If you hypermile it, you're going to get 13 miles per gallon. Yeah, like, it's not going to do any good. Yeah, it's uh, it's 702 horsepower. It is definitely something you want to avoid the zombie apocalypse with. But it's 702 horsepower. It's it's a lot. The trouble being that if the apocalypse does come, gas is going to be in short supply. So I'm not sure <laughs> you can only run away for a certain amount of time, and eventually they'll catch you up. They're going to catch you. I'm just saying. They're going to totally catch you. Do, do you. do people still RV in the in the fall and the winter? Uh, is there a big, you know, because I always think about RVing as just being a summer activity. But uh, if these people are going to campgrounds around Halloween, I mean, that's, we're on the edge of winter there. Yeah, in, in, even here in Tennessee. So last weekend I was in Atlanta and the weather was in the 80s. Uh, the week before I was down in Destin, Florida, the weather was in the 80s. Uh, even here in Middle Tennessee, the weather was in the 80s until yesterday. Uh-huh. And then at 5 o'clock last night, the temperature dropped 25 degrees. It's now in the 50s, and it's rainy and cold, and everybody's, like, pulling out winter gear. So so our campsites here uh, will start closing now, and they'll start closing around, you know, the middle to end of October. They kind of get to that Halloween uh, time of year, and they'll start closing down. But everything south of us will remain open. Everything below the Sun Belt 
um, will will stay open. So Florida will remain open. Texas will remain open. Southern Alabama will remain open all the way across uh, the coast. And then in California, almost the entire western part of the U.S. will stay open. You don't have too many campgrounds that close down. And so many people, snowbirds and just in general, people are moving into their motorhomes, which is a whole separate story, you guys. So many people during the coronavirus pandemic said, that's it, I'm done. I'm selling my home. I know two specific families back in California that said families, meaning husband and wife, kids are already out of the house, empty nesters where they've sold their homes and they're just going to travel for the next three to five years. They're just going to be in a motorhome and go location to location. KOAs will stay open all year around uh, campgrounds of America. They kind of have a responsibility. They have water, they have heat, they have all the amenities, the tanks that you need to, to live uh, in a motorhome. So you'll see that even in more northern parts of the country, there will be some places that stay open. I think that one of the things that makes me more excited than anything else is uh, sunshine. I'm not sure I want to be camping in, in cooler weather. So I know there are people that uh, that sort of camp and, and go on vacations in the snow, but uh, RVs are probably the only way to do that as well. And you can probably weather uh, getting things pretty cold throughout the winter season and still be in an RV. And when I say cold, I mean below 50. We we had the polar package on our – we had a 32-foot Keystone Cougar. It was a 2004. It was a bumper pull, so when you pull behind our truck. And it was a, it had what was called the polar package, right? And, I mean, it was like 50 degrees outside, and we were freezing our butts off with the polar package. So it wasn't – you have to be prepared for winter because if your heat goes out, you're going to be in trouble, and you don't want to be in trouble. So it's really about making sure you have your RV, your trailer really prepared if you're going to do that. And, have, and, and you want to have some semblance of experience uh, of, of working in those environments. We used to carry a secondary generator in the back of my truck because if you run out of power, you want to be able to plug into something. Right. And that's important. Yeah, there's nothing like being cold at night. Uh, that's my worst fear. Or seeing a ghost walk through the campsite. I mean, those are two <laughs> things that none of us want to see. You normally just have to worry about what, bears. What happens when the zombies come and are knocking on your door? <laughs> Give them candy. <laughs> Oh, if that works, I think we're all out of trouble, especially. I'll just go and buy some. my two little zombies at home. Hey, daddy. All right, here you go. Here's some candy corn, kid. Run away. Go play play Xbox. Do you find that if you give them too much candy, they turn into worse zombies? Oh. Let me tell you, (laughs) you've got, like, you have to moderate because my son, he goes, candy? And he gets all excited, and then you give him some, and he's, like, bouncing off the walls for, like, three or four hours. And that, for, if you if you know Tyler, you know that's not like Tyler. <laughs> just it's needs not like Tyler. No, Jackson, you know you know Nick. We call it you call the Uncle Nick. Uncle Nick knows. Don't give Tyler candy because Tyler will bounce off walls. I'll just leave a bag next time I leave your house. I'll leave a bag on the hall, you know, on, in his bedroom, and he can help himself. Because that's, that's what right. un- that's what uncles do. They give you uh, they give you things your parents don't allow you to have. Just saying. Terrible. <laughs> Mike Cordell, you can uh, see his videos at Our Auto Expert, the great uh, dirt biking piece he recently did, and some of the RV stuff. It's all on the uh, website, ourautoexpert.com. And we will be right back. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Uh, your smart speaker can be your radio. Just say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri. Play our Auto Expert radio show, and all the previous episodes of the podcast are available. Hours of endless fun await you. 
I'm Nick Miles. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, we are talking about a Halloween show today, where we're doing scary things. Uh, what wasn't scary this week was driving uh, three different vehicles out of the fleet. I had Cadillac's brand new CT4, like it, but not as much as the CT5. Uh, Acura's TLX, like it, but haven't spent enough time in it yet. And something else as well that I think uh, is probably one of the most premium ve- premium vehicles in the minivan segment, and that is the Chrysler Pacifica all-wheel drive and as winter approaches all-wheel drive might be an absolute necessary thing for you to do here's the deal about sedans which were the first two the tlx and uh, the uh, ct4 from cadillac there is going to be massive discounts on these vehicles at the end of the year and i'll tell you as car companies start to do stock of everything that they have and everything they haven't sold since america is moving towards trucks and suvs during the pandemic what isn't getting the love is minivans sedans and small hatchbacks those vehicles are going to be discounted there are plenty of them sitting on dealer lots and if you're looking for a great car deal it might be the best year ever to purchase a new vehicle especially if you're looking for one of those kind of vehicles Now, trucks and SUVs may be in short supply towards the end of the year and you'll be paying a premium for them. But what you won't be doing is paying a premium for sedans and minivans. They will be discounted. And I've noticed the discounts are getting more and more on these vehicles. I was looking at one vehicle that uh, retailed at $37,000 and is actually on sale now for $20,000. That's a huge discount of $17,000 when it comes to the price of a new vehicle. So let's talk about the Acura TLX. This vehicle is brand new for 2021. Acura have been teasing the fact that they are coming back with this vehicle. They've shown us concepts over the past, but finally it is here and many people love Acura, which is the luxury arm of Honda, because they are so much fun to drive and they're also packed with technology. 10-speed automatic transmission, the NSX-derived electronic servo brake system, integrated dynamic systems with individual modes for driving. It has the fourth generation of their super handling all-wheel drive, which is one of the best all-wheel drive systems I have driven, and to make the ride very comfortable and smooth, things like double wishbone suspension. When you talk about a vehicle like this, and it's not the vehicle I was talking about earlier on, but the base price is $37,500. For 2021, a two li- the A-Spec gets a 2-liter engine uh, with two-wheel drive at $44,250. That is the manufacturer's suggested retail price. You may be paying considerably less than that if you go to a dealer. Again, with a super handling all-wheel drive, that goes up to $46,250 starting price. But what you're getting for that price is a premium vehicle packed with infotainment, packed with luxury, and packed with performance. It comes in a considerably complex lineup, starting with the two-wheel or all-wheel drive two-liter. You have the technology package. You have the advanced package. You have the A-spec package. You have a three-liter turbo uh, pricing of that, which is going to be the Type S, will come later on in the year. Uh, Exterior sports appearance package can go on these vehicles to make them look super sexy. Uh, Six standard color choices with two new additional color options. New LED um, on the exterior, so you'll see LED lights on the outside. Smart entry. It has 19-inch shark gray alloy wheels on the A-spec. Black rear spoiler. A dark chrome diamond pentagon grille with the exterior trim and leather flat bottom steering wheel. Do you know where the flat bottom steering wheel came from? Racing. From which race particularly? Uh, is it Indy Racing? No, Le Mans. Oh, it was Le Mans. Uh, because okay. Le Mans is a running start where you're outside the car and you have to run and get in the car and, and take off from the grid. 
The drivers wanted to save every millisecond they could, and they had to slide in this race car underneath the steering wheel. So they invented the flat bottom steering wheel so they could slide into the seat much quicker and get a faster start. And it actually worked. So that's how the flat bottom steering wheel started. Love fun facts like that. Not for 55-year-olds who have beer guts. No, they started for (laughs) race drivers. Uh, In the trunk, you'll find a cargo volume of 13.5 cubic feet. There is an extra 2.9 inches in length and 2.2 inches in width for the 2021 version of this vehicle. Red and black interior on the A-spec. Acura Sport seats, a 12-way power front and passenger seat. Love me when they have multiple ways to adjust them because I've got long arms and short legs. Heated and ventilated front uh, passenger seats. Jen doesn't know which button is which because this morning she tried to turn on the heated seats and ended up <laughs> ventilating her backside. It was Milano, cold. Milano leather trims uh, seat surfaces with uh, their really nice ultra suede inserts. Genuine aluminum trim. It's not plastic that's painted silver. Interior sports package appearance. The ambient lighting uh, has 27 themes with uh, the ambient lighting stainless steel foot pedals Um, I'm actually in favor of rubber foot pedals because I can, if I do one foot driving very fast, sometimes my feet slip off the foot pedals. Well that you live in the northwest so rain is always a factor. Yes muddy dog hair and all the things that go with that Uh, and red instrument panel as well when we talk about tech and infotainment of course the Acura TSX uh, is absolutely packed including a true touchpad interface which is a 10.2 inch HD display natural language voice recognition it does okay with the English voice I can tell you a 17 speaker ESL studio 3d premium audio this of course was tuned by Elliot Shiner who you may remember produced Smashing Pumpkins along with Steely Dan this guy's been around he recorded those and he uses those tracks that he recorded in the studio to actually tune the interior of the car because he knows how they sound in the studio and they have to sound identical in the vehicles of course Android Auto Apple CarPlay a 4G LTE Wi-Fi hotspot Acura's navigation system with 3D it has Acura link real-time traffic that's always helpful when you're driving somewhere although I tend to use it through uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto Uh, GPS linked climate control and a wireless charging as well of course it has traffic jam assist traffic sign recognition blind spot information Acura watch adaptive cruise control lane departure warning lane assist and road departure migration making sure you don't migrate off of the road as well. Um, what does it compete with, Jan? What do you think it competes with, the Acura TLX? Well, I'll tell you. The A6. Audi A6. The 5 Series. BMW 5 Series. CT5. From Cadillac. Mm-hmm. And the E-Class. Mercedes-Benz. And the S60. From Volvo. Yeah, those are some of the vehicles it competes with. And we're talking about 22 in the city, 31 on the highway, 25 combined, 2-liter DOHC VTEC turbo engine delivers 13 additional pounds foot of torque from the old V6, 272 horsepower, and a peak torque of 267, which is quite fine by me. Well, you know, they were talking. you were talking about the how they expanded both width and length. Yes. And they were talking about how now it's kind of almost like in the middle of a segment. Yes. So, a lot of car companies like to go for that white space. Yeah. And that's where it's at. It's like right in between the segments. So. Mm. You know what's also white? You, 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? Ghosts are white. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, you're enjoying our Halloween special where we're getting to talk about uh, some creepy and sinister things, Jen. And we will be talking about sinister designs coming up. We're also going to talk about uh, the vehicle that is probably the best vehicle to avoid a zombie apocalypse. Uh, we'll talk about Ford's enjoyable stories of the past and some very sinister horsepower. That's all coming up. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. Basil Throttle will feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with scary truck girl, Jen. It's our Halloween special. Joining us on the phone, Jeff Zerschmied. Uh, Jeff is a writer. He is the editor of Star Magazine. He writes for the Portland Tribune business uh, section. Uh, he does a lot of car stuff, is a writer of many books that are uh, used by car enthusiasts all over the world. And uh, Jeff has got a list of very scary uh, vehicles together. I think Sinister Designs is what we call this segment. Uh, it's interesting, Jeff, when we look at some designs, uh, it depends what your idea of scary is because you could call the Pontiac Aztec a scary design um, <laughs> it, it really did it really you know depends. what that was going to be my punchline oh boo wow it was although it, it had did have some redemption after Breaking Bad because uh, of course that was the car in Breaking Bad people ran out and bought them everywhere because they wanted the vehicle and it did sort of get uh, some redemption after that I think for me scary designs probably are mostly the vehicles like uh, the 1930s Citrons out of France, uh, one of the reasons that they were scary is I think they were sort of that Corella de Ville long hood type vehicle that always somebody sinister. The Nazis used a lot of them in the Second World War. So Disney ruined you? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, even before before that, they were sort of always sinister characters drove those vehicles, mm. right, Jeff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and the thing is, I mean, for most of automotive history, you know, automakers tried to make their cars look really friendly. They gave them smiling faces and stuff. So there really aren't that many sinister-looking cars out there, um, unless you go with the names, right? They always gave them great names, like the AMC Gremlin and uh, the Dodge Demon um, and the Lamborghini Diablo, Plymouth Prowler. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's actually true. It, interestingly enough that uh, names also change over time. Like, I think when the Gremlin was first named, the, the movies, the Gremlin movie the, with the Gremlins in weren't out. And that kind of ruined no. the car name. Uh, once they came out, everybody saw them as these little awkward little evil creatures, right? Right, right. But, you know, the company, you know, which company has the most, uh, Halloweeny names um, for their cars. Of course, is Rolls Royce, right? And we talked. We you, you know, know we talked about right. that. We talked about that earlier today with Rolls-Royce. But there are, uh, and they are trying to get away from those names. I mean, the last two vehicles they named were the Dawn and also the Cullinan. 
and so they try to yeah. move from those names but they also uh, they also still have of course a lot of, uh, of the three models that maintain those scary names uh, one of the the vehicles that Jen showed me was this 1936 to 1937 Cord uh, 810 812, and uh, it's it's an interesting vehicle because it when you black when you put the headlights sort of underneath uh, those cars that have the headlights hidden away, they always seem mm-hmm. like they have something sinister going on when the headlights disappear when they're not being used, right? Well, the headlights are kind of like the eyes of the car. You, you know, the the front of a car always, you know, it, it's it's human nature. I think they make the front of the cars look like a face, right, with a a, a mouth and nose and a and, and eyes, and um, you know, we even call it the nose of the car. Right. Um, and when you take something some of that out, it it makes the cars look uh, look a little more sinister because it 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 some of the eyes are gone from the human face that we that we expect, right? It's interesting too uh, how the culture goes the other way, Jeff, and now people call their teeth the grill. So right, you, yeah, you've got a exactly. nice grill. Uh, yeah, and, and, goes, goes back and forth. And the idea, of course, of the nose of this vehicle then was coffin-shaped, and that's how it ended up being the coffin nose. And it does look yeah. a little bit like a coffin, although half a coffin at the front. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess you could argue that most hoods of cars or most fronts of cars could be almost coffin-like, right? Depends upon how big you are. <laughs> yeah, it depends how big you are. <laughs> or wide, how wide you are is probably better. There you go. Yeah, Sorry, a, a that's better. what I meant. Uh, and it's interesting also, like I'm not, I thought I was very artistic when I was growing up and, and my mother was a history of art teacher and an art teacher and we sort of in, in sort of had that art around the house and the paintings. The super interesting thing for me about the, these vehicles is, and when you look at these vehicles, is the fact that they uh, decided to do a lot of, um, when these designers decide to do a lot of things to the vehicle, I don't see it until they explain it to me. And then I go, oh, I get it. But a lot of the design elements that are sinister and sort of strange in vehicles, you don't actually see those, uh, those items. No, it's not. It's stuff that it, it conveys a feeling, but you can't quite put your finger on what's really sinister about it. Um, yeah, that, I mean, you that's know? that's one of the things I think that uh, that makes it sort of sinister and scary is that sometimes you don't recognize it, but you feel it when you look at the vehicles as well. So, you you know, you yeah. can say, oh, that, that looks feel. Although, you know, some of the vehicles I think that people think are scary uh, to me aren't. Um, the, the Venino, the roadster from Lamborghini. Uh, a lot of people think that's a scary looking. It looks very diabolisk. Uh, for me, it looks like it came right out of Tron. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, it, it's more of a high tech looking thing. You might think it looks wicked, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. The Lamborghinis don't don't tend to scare me very much. Um, except you know, except when you put your foot end, down. The the um, consider the Maybach Accelero. Yeah, uh, that one. You know, it's it's black. It's got the long hood, like you like you mentioned, coffin. And the way the way it it sticks out in front um, at the bottom. Yes, right, where the the leading edge is on the bottom. I think that that tends to give it a very um, menacing kind of look. I actually think like it, it looks like the Easter Bunny at the front. 
um, you know, with a with a two, the two big front teeth. <laughs> oh my teeth gosh, that's hilarious! And, and the in the weird eyes, but you know, that's just that's just me. It's interesting too that obviously some car companies go for very much like being being um, evil or being you know they see sort of speed and power with something that's evil. Like you you talk about the Hellcat and and the fact that yeah. uh, the the demon actually is called the demon from Dodge, and it has when you have the red eye version, they have the demon's head with red eyes. So, I mean, you couldn't be, there's no subtlety there that's like, whoop, scary in your face. Right, right. But you know what, you know what car, other car I think is, is, uh, is pretty, um, is pretty sinister for Halloween is, uh, is the Lincoln Continentals from the 1960s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you get them in, in black, uh, you know, black on black as they did them back then with the, uh, rear opening suicide doors, um, the, on on the side, and I think if Dracula was gonna have a car, that would be he that. Would <laughs> totally get like a '65 Lincoln Continental. Uh, interestingly enough, I think they were used for funeral vehicles an awful lot. Um, so well, and there you go, hearses. Right. Any, any hearse. You want a Halloween car? Get a hearse. They're not that expensive. I have to tell you an interesting story uh, that my parents uh, for their honeymoon decided to go to Europe and they didn't have much money in the in 1964 and so they got married and they decided to hitchhike uh, uh, through Europe and they were hitchhiking and uh, they were in the middle of the night trying to get uh, to somewhere to sleep in France and some guy stopped for them and uh, let them in to the car and my dad's sitting up my front and my mum's sitting in the back and uh, you know it's pitch black in the middle of the countryside in France and halfway through the uh, journey another car came towards them and the headlights shone in there and my mum looked down and she was sitting next to a coffin in the back of, <laughs> in the back of the car and she had no idea she'd got into a hearse oh uh, my gosh this guy had just stopped for them and and she was sitting she thought it was strange that there was only one seat in the back and of course it was a station wagon that was being used as a hearse and uh, there was one seat for the person to sit next to the coffin and then two seats up front and so her honeymoon she sat, sat sitting next to her body and she said she was punching my dad back of his seat the whole journey like <laughs> get us out of here <laughs> so what do you guys think of the phantom course air it was a concept in 1938 but to me, it looks like a big slug. That looks pretty scary to me. Have you guys seen that one? I think you know. For me, in general, vehicle. There were plenty of vehicles in the in the 30s through the 60s which looked pretty scary. Yeah, but this one was really weird. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah, seen that in the 30s. You had those, uh, the, you know, the streamlined look, and some people might find that sinister. I I find them to be very arty, you know, very designy, um, rather than rather than particularly intimidating. I'll give you an intimidating car, though. Mm -hmm. uh, Mid-90s Impala SS. Again, you got to get it all black, you know, heavy tint. Those are on nice. The but I, I, I thought they looked pretty intimidating. <laughs> I, I think they do look, and, and, you know, there's a lot of these sort of, you know, you think of Supernatural, the uh, CW show where the two brothers are uh, going out to force, fight Supernatural forces. And the vehicles they always have in that show and the vehicle they drive is this sort of 1960s black on black, you know, um, sort of muscle car. A lot of those cars from those days looked very, uh, very strange. I mean, you could even say the Studebaker was a little sinister as well. There's some that sort of yeah. weird shape where aerodynamics was being experimented with before aerodynamics was a thing. Thing, and you end up with these strange, like, 
shapes that just even when the wheel wells are covered and you just see these little wheels poking out from under the vehicle it starts to be just a little bit sinister and a little bit strange and i think the idea is your car is supposed to be menacing isn't it jeff you know people like menacing cars mm -hmm. i think yeah, some people do some people want something that's a little more friendly um, if I was going to get a menacing car today, go out to a dealer and find the most menacing thing I could find, I think the, the front end of the Forerunner. I mean, we, we've made trucks look very tough, right? They all look like Tonka trucks now. And But the Forerunner, if you look at it, it it's kind of like baring its teeth and growling at it. Right. I would absolutely, look at it. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree. Uh, Jeff Zerschmied, editor of the Star Magazine, and you can read his stuff at the Portland Tribune. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Uh, this is our Auto Expert radio show. Our Auto Expert is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl, Jen. Uh, we are having a scary Halloween show this week, and so uh, my scariest friend is joining us, Roman Micah, <laughs> to talk about scary trucks. Hi, Roman. Boo! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, if, they, if, if we had suddenly Armageddon approaching us, the apocalypse, and zombies are ro roaming the earth... Uh, you, I would call you and ask you what truck to uh, to go out and get, so I could, you know, avoid the zombies. Uh, have you? Do you have a zombie escape plan ready to go, Roman? Yeah, you know, Nick, I, I do have a zombie escape plan to go. Uh, I've got uh, a very old uh, diesel pickup truck uh, that we uh, bought and fixed up. It's an old Ford, uh, and it's one of those trucks that's a heavy duty truck uh, that's slow as molasses. Uh, but once it's running, it'll never stop running. You, you probably have to, like, you know, toss a grenade in the engine bay to actually get it to turn off. So I, I think the ultimate zombie apocalypse is like a 30-year-old diesel truck. So I have to tell you, uh, that sounds like the formula for a really, really great uh, video is to drive the truck and keep, keep uh, tossing grenades at the front of it and, until it stops. <laughs> That or you know what? If, if you're more, let's say you're more a sophisticated European zombie killer, you might want to go with like the uh, uh, the Mercedes Benz uh, diesels, the old ones, like the 300 turbo right. diesels. Those things, and and especially in the wagon, because the wagon have a lot more room for all you know all the essential things that you need, like caviar and champagne, <laughs> if you're really going to go bug bug out of your house and, and, and escape the zombie apocalypse uh the, yes and i agree with you if you if you had to sort of throw grenades at the car to see which uh you know how long it took until you stop who which one of your staff members would you nominate to drive it <laughs> <laughs> wow they'll never hear they'll never hear the interview you can tell us the truth sure. mute <laughs> I would say Tommy, but he's over here having Oreo cookies and milk, so I just gave <laughs> a really dirty look. <laughs> he has no idea what I said, I'm sure. Uh, Roman, Roman, there are there are a host of great zombie apocalypse vehicles out there, uh, but the new TRX. Um, so the big question is, of course, the TRX is only gas and does 10 miles a gallon in the city, 14 on the highway, which is to me a bit of a red flag when it comes to zombie apocalypse, because gas is maybe in limited supply. But let's ask the first question. Is it gas or diesel that you would have in a truck when the zombie, zombie apocalypse approached? You, you know, when you initially contacted me about this, I, I thought about it. 
and then the darn Hummer EV came out this mm-hmm. week, you know, uh, and it had like three zillion horsepower. It's all electric. It had it has this great suspension that lifts up like six inches, so that you can like you know crawl over a pile of zombies. It does crab mode. And I was thinking to myself, that seems like the perfect zombie apocalypse truck because, you know, it, it's it's a Hummer, right, yeah. with all its military background. Uh, it, it's got everything that you'd want, including a removable roof where you could mount, you know, a Gatling gun or something on, on top of it. And it's electric, you know, so as long as you could charge the damn thing up, it would be unstoppable. Ah, there's the key, though, as long as you could charge the uh. thing up. So when it runs out of juice, uh, I, I maybe if you could charge it with a generator that was sitting in the back, um, that might be good. Maybe a gas stroke diesel generator. But I think ultimately um, you have to make the choice, I think, between gas and diesel, whether you would sw- decide to go with uh you know diesel which might be harder to find but gas which might be faster like the trx where it can go you know you can outrun pretty much anything else right yeah you know i think if i guess if you're gonna you know if you're really gonna pack your family and your dog and your pets and you really care about them right you don't want to turn to zombies you'd probably still have to go with the diesel because you know those things are once they're running they're unstoppable it's everywhere right it's used for commercial purposes so you know, you, you don't have to. Oh, and then the best thing about diesel is you could like use French fry oil, right? And uh, true. And, and, you know, go rob restaurants. Yeah, and, it, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the tr- and, and the truth is, you only have to be faster than the slowest person. Or zombie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you got, let's say you got an old like four three fifty or something, you, you know, it, it'll it'll maul over zombies just as good as the TRX. So you know, you don't have to hit them hard, right? They don't seem like they're especially athletic. Right. <laughs> and and don't forget that Ram came out with that snow plow prep package for the yeah, 1500. Perfect. So you could just bolt that right onto the front of your truck. And a plow I through the zombie. A plow through on the apocalypse truck. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big, a big, I, I don't know. Wow. I don't know if I don't know if you need to worry about needing a plow. I think when a, when a zombie hits the grill or a plow, it's still done. Yeah, but you don't want it in the radiator. <laughs> oh, why not? Because it'll ruin your truck. You know, you, you know what you can do with a, with, with a plow too. You can kind of like hit it up and down to you know get the snow off of it. I would love to see you know a, a, a kind of a zombie smashing plow, not just plow into it, but actually bang on the thing from the top. That would be. I would pay to watch that movie if, if, if it existed. <laughs> We need Again, to talk to next year. Graham. Next year, I think we should do a Halloween video on best ways to get rid of zombies, with they, best trucks, and you know things like that. I want to use the plow. You plow, Jen. I, you want to use the plow? The plow. <laughs> yeah, I always, you know, you know I, I worry about yeah, the plow yeah. using too much gas. Oh my gosh! I'll pay for the gas. No, it's not the paying <laughs> for it because we have to steal it at that point. But but you know, I don't want I don't want to run out of gas. The other vehicle that, that, that would be potential, and this is something new that's just been around recently, right? You know, they're all these side-by-sides, right? And they're, they're really good off-road. But uh, for winter now, like Polaris makes treads for them. So I, I don't think you could go wrong with a treaded side-by-side either, you know? I mean, uh, it seems like treads right. will take you much further and deeper than even wheels will. I also, now I'm starting to think about it, I've never seen zombies climb rocks or in snow. So those might be two terrains that you want to stick to to avoid zombies. Have you ever seen a zombie in snow? No. This is why you need the plow. One, to get rid of them. Two, to get rid of the snow. Uh, I've got it figured out. You do? (laughs) All right. Well, we'll just put Jen in front of us, uh, Roman, and she can deal with all the zombies. We'll just bring up the rear with Oreos and milk. You guys will be filming it. 
I think I've got the perfect vehicle. Look, dude, you take that old like Ford or Chevy or Ram diesel, right? You put a plow in the dang thing, and then you throw a treaded side by side in the bed, and oh. you've got both. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Uh, you can also see all of Roman's truck reviews. He has the number one YouTube truck channel, the Fast Lane Truck. Go check out the website. Go check out his YouTube channel. You can see all his great videos. And if you should go to the Fast Lane car, you might be able to see me driving a Mini GP or showing you the brand new S-Bus. They're on his channel too. Roman, it's always great to have you on the show. Stand by. Coming up next, we're going to talk about oh, Ford's trick-or-treat history. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, uh, ask us car questions. Just direct messages at Our Auto Expert and OurAutoExpert.com, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Thank you for uh, all the messages we get throughout the week. Uh, I did help uh, one of our listeners in uh, California this week find a brand new vehicle. They were looking for some help, and uh, we put them in touch with a dealer. They uh, went and visited with the dealer. The dealer gave them a wonderful price, and uh, they chose the car that they wanted and drove it off the lot. So uh, Magnola... I'm really glad we were able to help you. Anybody else that has questions about cars or needs help buying one, uh, some advice, we always have a huge amount of specialists that can help you. And, of course, we know all the car companies directly. All right, so we've talked about what to do uh, in horrific situations, how the uh, F-150 Raptor could help you out. But joining us on the phone is the man who is in charge of the archives and heritage uh, of Ford is Ted Ryan. So uh, first thing I should say, to you, Ted, is that it looks like Michigan have stepped up their Halloween uh, with COVID going around and actually managed to uh, do some drive-through uh, Halloween stuff uh, to keep people safe as well. Is that uh, is that working out for a lot of people, you think, in Michigan to be able to drive through Halloween? It's a way to still celebrate and be safe? Yes, it is, and it's exciting. It's uh, the giant Michigan Central Station. If you've never seen it before, Google it real quick. It's a uh, a uh, multi-story train station that was just dilapidated, and Ford bought it a couple of years ago, and we're renovating it, and that's actually where we're going to base our autonomous and electric vehicle groups out of, but it serves as a backdrop. Think of a giant drive-in movie screen. So to keep everybody safe, uh, we're going to be offering drive-through Chris, uh, uh, Halloween uh, uh, light shows on the side of the building. Uh, it's a way to, to keep everybody safe, keep you in your car as you drive through as a family, and, and then you get to experience a little bit of Halloween and a little bit of the, the fall cheer in the air. I love the picture I'm looking at right now because you've turned uh, all the lights on in a certain pattern and uh, given them an orange glow, and it's made the side of the building look like a giant pumpkin. <laughs> it is. They do pumpkins, and, and I haven't seen the whole show yet, but I, I have seen a previous show uh, that they did uh, – uh, last year around the Christmas time, and, and they, they can do amazing things with those lights. So you know, it's, it's funny for me. It harkens back to the side of the glass tower for years has been yeah. turned into uh, different ways to celebrate. They actually uh, did Halloween celebrations on the side of the glass tower as early as the as the sixties. So I have a question. So so it looks like here that the each individual room light is on in that room that that's what makes the pumpkin shape so you've turned on and off specific lights is that is that sort of how it works or is it projected from the outside they can, they do it both ways okay. uh, some of them are lit from the inside and some are projected from the outside now the ones that are lit from the inside do you have uh, you know people in all the hundreds of rooms that turn the lights on and off when they're told to how does that work 
I, I, I'm honestly, I'm not that in, I'm not that in the details. I just, I just, I imagine 200 people there on walkie talkies going, okay, and lights, lights on, off. lights <laughs> off. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That, that would be quite. I haven't, hilarious. I haven't gotten a call to volunteer yet. So <laughs> now that you mention it, that, that email may, may be coming pretty soon because we work with that building management because we're also trying to, to document the, uh, the preservation of the building itself. So. Uh, Rich Bardelli, who oversees that project, and I are on speed dial, it seems like. All right. Awesome. Uh, you know, it, obviously, Halloween's a big time for families, and Ford has uh, a lot of families that work in generations of the families that work for Ford as well. Is Halloween a big thing for you at Ford? Uh, Halloween is a big thing, and I was, uh, it's funny because I was doing some research on this, get prepping for the call, and we have Halloween ads that go back to the 20s uh, featuring pumpkins around the cars, uh, right after World War II, we begin an annual Halloween dance. Uh, so uh, 46, 47, 48, uh, they would do a, a Halloween uh, festival uh, to get together. Uh, and Jen, there's some funny Halloween stories as well. Uh, a man who uh, grew a 100-plus pound pumpkin based on seeds that somebody brought him back from Malta. Uh, so Halloween is one of those times where it's when families get together and, and when people celebrate, and that's always a good time uh, when your family's together to uh, to have Ford support in some way. Uh, do you, uh, you know, you have some colors that are pretty bright. I'm thinking of some Mustang colors that are pretty orangey. I mean, all you'd have to do is black out the lights, and you almost got a pumpkin right there. The <laughs> you do, and it's funny if you... <laughs> If you if you Google Ford Halloween ad, you're going to see a whole lot of orange cars. <laughs> uh, it used to be a much yeah, it used to be a much bigger thing. I think of people who were doing them, but uh, but unfortunately, cars have to sell all year, and so just doing a Halloween special, uh, you know, might someone has to drive that for the whole rest of the year, which is kind of fun as well. Uh, I, I think one of the things that I always think about, uh, you know, in big factories and those sort of things, is you ever walk into the offices, and some sometimes if you go up onto you know the finance floor and they've worked really hard at putting spider webs and hanging things from their ceilings and I'm, I'm sure you can walk into separate areas of uh, of the ford campus and see different people's celebrations of halloween unfortunately this year no because we're oh yeah campus. that's right ford, there's no one ford there announced work from home yeah until july so uh, uh but there have been any number of different the you know the communal emails that you send out and the backdrops that you have on your various zoom calls uh, my own team, since we're, we run the history department, we were trading stories on Friday about haunted areas within Ford Heritage. Ooh. And uh, the Highland Park plant, which is where the Model T assembly line, the first uh, assembly line, a 1,000 units a day being built. Uh, I've been in that building, and I swear to goodness, it's haunted. And then the Paquette plant, the very first plant, actually offers a haunted uh, tour where you download a, a specific app, and as you walk through the Piquette plant at night. You take a haunted tour of the Piquette plant to, to hear the ghost of, uh, of past uh, occurrences at Piquette Avenue. Oh, that's, that's kind of awesome. interesting. That's the sort of thing my spouse would be uh, signing up to do to, to do a haunted tour of those type of things. Do you know? Have you ever heard of like strange occurrences in some of the factories, like one one on one where workers have seen weird things happen and shapes move in front of windows? Because those always thrill me, especially in older factories where things have happened a hundred years. I mean, you know, Ford's Ford's been around uh, over a hundred years, I think now, and so there's probably a history of strange things happening in the past, right? Uh, there is in, in our own building where the archives is. We're in the Ford Engineering Lab, which is built in 23 and 24. Uh, my staff swear that this manhole cover 
uh, at the back part of the archives rattles and that something's trying to get out of there. Uh, we haven't seen anything yet. We don't know why it rattles, but uh, uh, two of them haven't swear that it's happened. So uh, I think that something may be going on in the FBL building as well. All, all you have to do is tell them, yeah, that's called the underperformance lab. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it if you don't meet or achieve your challenges uh <laughs> you end up you end up getting locked yeah you get locked in the underperformance lab that's and they're all trying to get out now because they've been there for years that's uh that's cruel you wouldn't do that you wouldn't scare your staff at the, no. at the same time too uh you know big big celebration for of course uh we, we talked a little bit about uh vehicles to escape the zombie apocalypse but you still have the f-150 raptor uh, and now you'll soon have the broncos as well these are vehicles you can load all your stuff into and go fast into the wilderness where the zombies can't follow you right that's it if the zombies are chasing me i want uh, my dad and i last night were helping him um, uh, price and build his bronco his two-door bronco and i uh the one he chose i think i want (laughs) oh really (laughs) the bad lane edition with just about everything on it so so uh, you'll be be perfect you'll be proud to know that uh this week i was with uh, the bronco market the bronco sport marketing team and uh, I uh, I built my Bronco Sport as well. I used to have a, a 1984 Bronco II, um, and I absolutely adored that vehicle and unfortunately had to sell it. And the one thing I still yearn for is that light blue uh, color that they had in that 1984 Bronco II. Um, and you do have one that's similar, but not quite the same. And you call it Area 51 now. It's that sort of blue gray color. But I think I'm going to go for that. You, you call it an orange. I see it more as a yellow, but the sort of the bright yellow orange color that you have in the new Bronco Sport. I like it as well. Uh, I actually went with the Area 51, and uh, keeping with our Halloween theme, <laughs> that's almost fitting. Uh, and it's, I can't wait till mine gets delivered. And uh, the, the Bronco Sport team, the marketing team is amazing. The, the two of them just finished the Rebel rally. Yeah. Jovina, uh, right? That would, yeah, Jovina. I was so proud of her, her and Erica. They they did it. You know, Neither had done off-roading like that. That's just a fantastic accomplishment for them. Uh, they're I, actually getting their, their map case for the archives. So. Oh, cool. I, uh, I actually talked to her quite a bit about that, and she said uh, at some point it was hard to stop the tears because it was so tough, that rally. You just don't believe how tough it is and how difficult it is when they take your cell phones away at the beginning, and you basically have a map and uh, some very basic equipment to get yourself through it and she was very very thankful of having the bronco sport to be able to do that but i think uh, it's a shock to the system and we actually forget how hard that uh, rally is and i know what i hear at the end of the rally you ask all the participants who are involved in it uh, are you are you doing it again next year and it's a hard no it was way too uh, tough on them but as it creeps around again to the rebel rally the following year they're all like well maybe Yes, I'll do it. It's <laughs> like having a kid and you just forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that or a mar- marathon or a half there marathon. There you go. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot exactly how bad that was. I was, I was super proud of them. And we, I actually emailed them this week to say, okay, what, what can I have? I know you want some uh, personal mementos, but I do want to document it for the archives as well because that was a great achievement. Uh, and uh, I'm excited for them. 
Yeah, and it was really good, and it was good to see them, and I actually saw the car that they drove as well. Ted, it's always great to have you on the show. Ted Ryan is in charge of the archives and the heritage brand of Ford. It's nice to hear what they have been doing for Halloween this year and what they've done for Halloween in the past years. If you want to talk about scary horsepower, we're going to talk about some vehicles that are unbelievably powerful that's coming up when we uh, talk to perry stern in a moment or so jen what's your most powerful favorite vehicle um the lamborghini is it yeah the one that we had ventura all right we'll go with it yeah you're listening to our auto expert Your smartphone can become your smart speaker. Your smart speaker can become this radio show. Just say, hey, Google, or hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, play our auto expert radio show. And all the previous episodes of the podcast are available. Hours of endless fun for you and the entire family. There we go. There. Oh, it's playing it. Look at that. Yeah, it's playing it. That's... Well, now I have to turn it off because that's what happens when you ask your phone to do those sort of things. Uh, I'm Nick Miles, and this is our Auto Expert Radio Show, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily from our Auto Expert. And he gives us a lot of news daily. Uh, His name is Perry Stern. You can uh, read the majority of his stuff either at Our Auto Expert or at MSN Autos. Uh, Perry, one of the things that people associate with uh, Halloween is high-horsepower engines. Um, it's an interesting thing, of course, you, when you look at things like Demon and the uh, the Red Eye and the Hellcat. They're, of course, high-horsepower uh, with high-horsepower names or, or Halloween names, but they're not the only vehicles that sort of celebrate scary amount of horsepower, are they? No, not at all. And, you know, scary can come in a lot of forms. And the car, you know, there are a number of cars out there that I would consider to be scary fast uh, and can be a handful. Which ones are on the top of your list? So, and this has a little bit of a story to go with it. The Dodge Viper, when it came out, was one of the most amazing sports cars out there with a V10 engine, 400 plus horsepower, rear wheel drive no stability control, no traction control. It was all up to the driver. And uh, this car was very quick, but I had a chance to try one out. And I thought I was, you know, everything, you know, good driver and all of that. And so <laughs> one of the first corners I went around, I figured, well, I'm going to slide the rear end out a little bit. That'll be cool. Um, after fishtailing down the road and eventually getting control in the oncoming traffic lane, I... Uh, very shakily drove home at about 30 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, very squirrely. I have to tell you, you weren't the only one that did that. The same thing <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> I think I took a corner at, at about 40 miles an hour in it and just powered through the corner and uh, ended up the wrong way around on the street because you forget how much scary horsepower they actually had. It's interesting. They were great going in a straight line, but you got anywhere near a curve, and those vehicles were really hard to handle. They were really good for someone who really knew what they were doing. They were fast. But if you didn't know what you were doing, uh, scary ride is an understatement. Now, now everybody knows we know nothing of what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, 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 all, it's all mirage or charade. That's the word. <laughs> charade, yes. Complete charade. The uh, ideas behind these high horsepower cars, there are some companies that that's all they do, really. They'll take... 
vehicles and they'll just slam amazingly huge amounts of horsepower in it. I mean, Hennessy is the perfect example. Exactly. I mean, I went and visited them uh, a couple of years ago, and they took a car that's already pretty scary fast. I mean, a McLaren 720S, and they bumped it up to 900 horsepower. Uh, and then, you know, I was checking it out, and they said, hey, take it for a ride. And they threw me the keys to this 900-horsepower beast, oh. which that alone was pretty scary. Um, <laughs> How did you do? We want to know. How did you do? It's, I, didn't, I didn't do any damage. I didn't uh, end up fishtailing into the oncoming traffic lane, mainly because I was on a closed course. Uh, but the car is so stupidly fast. I mean, 0 to 60 is under 3 seconds. And it just takes off like a shot. I mean, you hold on for dear life. They do. They, um, they do have the ultimate at Hennessy. They have the ultimate Halloween vehicle that is unbelievable. And they took a, a Chevy Camaro, and they gave it two hundred and seventeen yeah. miles an hour, and they called it the Exorcist. <laughs> exactly. It came awesome. in black, and it was the perfect Halloween car. Absolutely right, because it would scare anything out of you i think um i wonder what would happen that. if if uh, if you came out of a church and you saw the exorcist <laughs> parked outside on the street that's perfect uh people would probably freak out when they saw it uh that that's a thousand horsepower camaro zl1 it became the world's fastest muscle car after hennessy did their treatment to it as well they don't just do cars though too either do they they, they also have sort of a fleet of trucks they've done this with they do. In fact, I got a chance to drive the six-wheel drive Velociraptor, which there's a name for you, too. I mean, you don't want that sneaking up behind you. And the thing is an absolute beast. I mean, 600 horsepower, it'll go anywhere with six-wheel drive. And so what did I do is I took it to their drag strip. And, you know, once you get that thing going, it doesn't seem that anything's going to stop it. Um, it's, a, it's a big power, big truck. I, but, I love uh, I love what they've done, and the name isn't my favorite, but I love what they've done with the TRX. They have this 1,200-horsepower Helifant engine, V8 in it. Mm -hmm. It's a six-wheel drive, and it's the most powerful TRX that they have now, which is 1,200-horsepower. Uh, but uh, I think it, they called it the Mammoth, which <laughs> is not that yeah. scary. I mean, unless you meet a mammoth, you know, <laughs> like, but, but it doesn't invoke, you know, scary names, but... I guess it would be very scary if you were walking across the ice in prehistoric times and a mammoth comes towards you. It would be pretty scary. Actually, if a TRX came towards you, it might be a little scary, too. I mean, the, the TRX is, I mean, the T-Rex or the truck. I mean, the truck is, is you know, having just driven it earlier in the week, um, it is such a beast. And when it's coming at you, all you hear is the V8 roar and a supercharged whine. It just, um, it kind of makes the hair stand on your arms I mean, that, that's <laughs> that supercharged wine is very interesting because it's the one you recognize from driving the hellcats and the demons and all those sort of things in the trx i think that's the one thing okay so my big thing is the dodge demon that had what 717 840 okay like apparently 840 exactly okay well apparently that wasn't enough for hennessy because they have a thousand horsepower yeah i mean that's I what mean, they do if it's crazy. not if it's not four figures hennessy aren't interested yeah so. I mean, Hennessy is kind of the whole definition of Hennessy is it's not enough horsepower. <laughs> Perfect. It's interesting that all of our friends on all of the uh, social media platforms uh, who went to that uh, TRX launch, you know, all I'm seeing is people jumping that truck. And I think most consumers are going to go, well, if they can do it. <laughs> 
I want to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to sell a lot of second TRXs after the people have wrecked the first one. <laughs> yes. Insurance claims because of that humpback bridge, it sort of uh, did a little too much air. Uh, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I thought that truck was excellent. Uh, apart from the fact that it only does 10 miles a gallon in the city, it probably would be the perfect vehicle to escape zombies with. So what was... It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. So what was your third vehicle that you picked? So this is the this is just recently in the news is the SSC Twitara, which is now the fastest production car in the world. Uh, it's just in a run down a public road, I'm closed obviously, and, and outside of Las Vegas, it hit 331 miles an hour. Right. A production car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Average 316 miles an hour, which is the record. But the interesting story was apparently the driver, when he was at about 330 miles an hour, a gust of wind came. And because that thing is so aerodynamically set, it almost moved it into the gravel. Um, it scared him so much that apparently when he was done, he said, that's the last run. I'm not doing it again. Well, there you go. That's the Halloween story for you. You know, like it could have come to a tragedy again, but he's, I'm sure he had to change his pants when he got out. Perry Stern, uh, it's always great to have you on the show. Read a majority of Perry's stuff at OurAutoExpert.com, or you can go to uh, MSN Autos. He's a great writer, and he also has a great history of writing. You can read all of his past articles. Our articles, OurAutoExpert.com. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.